he pulled down his stocking, when, behold, except a great scar, his leg was perfectly sound. Curdie and his mother gazed in each other's eyes, full of wonder, but Irene called out, I thought so, Curdie. I was sure it wasn't a dream. I was sure my grandmother had been to see you. Didn't you smell the roses? It was my grandmother healed your leg and sent you to help me. No, Princess Irene, said Curdie. I wasn't good enough to be allowed to help you. I didn't believe you. Your grandmother took care of you without me. She sent you to help my people anyhow. I wish my king papa would come. I do so want to tell him how good you have been. But, said the mother, we are forgetting how frightened your people must be. You must take the princess at home at once, Curdie, or at least go and tell them where she is. Yes, mother, only I'm dreadfully hungry. Do let me have some breakfast first. They ought to have listened to me, and then they wouldn't have been taken by surprise as they were. This is true, Curdie, but it is not for you to blame them much, you remember? Yes, mother, I do, only I must really have something to eat. You shall, my boy, as fast as I can get it, said his mother, rising and setting the princess on her chair. But before his breakfast was ready, Curdie jumped up so suddenly as to startle both his companions. Mother, mother, he cried, I was forgetting. You must take the princess home yourself. I must go and wake my father. Without a word of explanation, he rushed to the place where his father was sleeping. Having thoroughly roused him with what he told him, he darted out of the cottage.